This is Brandon, and I have with me my great friend, Bill Sexton, who is running for county commissioner. How are you, Bill? I'm doing great. How about you? I am thrilled to talk to you again, because it's been two years since we spoke last. Likewise. One of the things that kind of stuck in my mind is how much has changed in the past two years. Like, we were talking about certain things, and they're no longer an issue, and then there's some stuff that just popped back up. Correct, correct. So, Let's get into some of the meat of it. Um, A, last time I introduced you, I said that the orange cones outnumbered all the people who lived in Wilkes County, and now 268 is starting to look pretty good. It is. It's great. Uh, uh, the never-ending road project. And this goes back to our pre-conversation that nobody heard, but it's like, okay, so the county dumped a ton of money, or the DOT dumped a bunch of money into this project, and where are we now with it? Well, to, for the most part, they're through with it. I think there'll probably be some more uh, more guardrails and stuff put out, but I believe most of the actual road structure and the landscape and everything, it looks good. Uh, but I would like to also say at the same time, uh, we have a new traffic circle in, in Mountain View at the end of the Yellowbanks Road, and they've come a long way towards getting that finished. Everybody's starting to uh, use the traffic circle now, and it, it took out a very dangerous intersection. Oh, yeah. I remember that when I was a teenager, <laughs> going to North High, because uh, I live off Rock Creek Road right now, and that one could be tricky sometimes. Well, 47 years of perfect fireman, uh, I've been to numerous wrecks there, and I had somebody make a comment the other day that it wasn't a dangerous intersection, but they are wrong. It really was a dangerous intersection. And, uh, you know, the traffic circles, a lot of people don't like the traffic circles, but they slow the traffic down. Even if you should have a mishap in one, use speeds are not high enough to get anybody hurt because you really have to slow down to drive in a circle. I am really glad the DOT got that bad intersection fixed. So, going on to the EMT thing, um, back when we talked uh, last time, one of your focuses was uh, drug use and overdoses and stuff, and you saw it firsthand as an EMT. Has your view changed any on how to approach it? Uh, what are you wanting to do to fix this problem? Because it is still huge in Wilkes County. Uh, correct. It is a huge problem. And, uh, I don't think there's been, been any improvement that I can tell in that. You might you might get some facts and figures from somebody to chart that that might say, uh, you know, might be uh, different from what I'm telling you. But in my eyes, the problem still is bad, if not worse. Uh, in, uh, in the last couple of years, let's say the last two years, I talked to you in January of 2020. Yep, yep. But we have an increase in that time period. We have an increased use of Narcan. Uh, Narcan's been made available to all the fire departments my knowledge that uh, they all have it and carry it. I have it and carry it back. Just for the listener's sake, can you explain Narcan real quick? Uh, Narcan is a uh, medication you have that's used for opioid drug overdoses, which is a great deal of the overdose fentanyl, uh, hydrocodone, oxycodone, uh, all those uh, pain medications. And Narcan is a reversal agent of those uh, those drugs, and it works really quick quickly to uh, resolve those issues. But you have to get to the patients while they're still breathing. Uh, so opioid drug overdose knocks out your receptors of the brain that tells you to breathe, and 
and that's the way opioid take alive people people go to sleep and their brain doesn't tell them to breathe they just they actually suffocate well the narcan reverses that it clears the receptive brain and uh so you've seen firsthand how it affects people and their families and such absolutely i just heard of one uh, of a person i used to work with today who had lost his whole family and, uh, he's deep deep into uh drug addiction and he uh he got there honestly he had a lot of back surgeries and a lot of back pain and all that and he would drive the opioids to deal with the back pain there he fell into addiction with them and that's happened to a lot of people otherwise they were average normal everyday people that were suffering pain and they got addicted to pain case through no fault of their own because they were trying to deal with pain so as commissioner what uh sort of measures are you wanting to put out there to help control it some and i have a question uh, yes. some things the county commission do is to uh, be receptive to programs or agencies in the county that that want to fight drug addiction, that want to treat it, that wants to uh, try to get people to where to have a better outcome and they're they're more educated and all that. And basically, that's the only way that the county commission uh, could work with them is to make funds available or resources available to them to where they deal with. And I think I can speak for all the for, uh, counties that's in there right now mm-hmm. that they are willing to do anything reasonable that's brought before them that they can help with. I think they're willing to do that. I don't have anything bad to say about any of the county commissioners that's in there right now. And of course, you know, two of the commission side not to running so that opens up two spots yes yes that is an important part of it uh, that uh two of them decide not to run and so this opens up this spot for you and i do want to ask something because you ran two years ago right. what have you learned from the prop like because uh, to me that is always fascinating it's like okay i tried something one time what i learned from it how can i do it better than i did last well i learned a lot and I don't want to give in a way uh, of a strategy, mm-hmm. but I I did actually learn things, uh, things that I did, uh, maybe not necessarily wrong things failed to do that would have helped. You know, I narrowly lost. Like, oh, it was close. Three seats open and I came in fourth, narrowly came in fourth. And uh, I thought if, you know, if I'd have done this just a little bit differently or that a little differently, you might have had a hold of that. You know, I was rooting for you the whole way. <laughs> I, was, I was preaching the word of Bill Sex. Well, I know you was. You're a big supporter, and I appreciate it. And I appreciate the opportunity this time, too. And uh, I will go out of my way to make myself available to talk to anybody, any group, anybody that talk, uh, uh, that wants to ask me, you know, what I really want to do and some of the things that are important to me. And uh, But I, I did learn. I learned a lot running the last time. And uh, uh, Ralph Broyhill, some of my competition there, and if you ask Ralph, he'll tell you the same thing. You know, he, he learned a lot from the last time around. But as far as I know we're the only two that's running this time that uh, that was on the ticket last time. If I remember right, he was a little bit blunt with his thoughts. And I think that was a point of contention there. It's like, it wasn't what he was saying was wrong. It was the way he delivered the message. He delivered well. You know, everybody's got their style. My style, and I hope everybody that knows knows. But I'm, uh, my style, too. Is that my dog? <laughs> <laughs> my style is to be honest and tell you what I want to do. And try not to be disparaging to any other candidate or anything. Uh, candidate when he talks down about another candidate or anything uh he may be using that as a way of getting around saying what he wants to do or he doesn't have a clear picture of what he wants so i'd rather talk talk 
I don't tell you what I wanted. But you know when I said that a minute ago about I wasn't, uh, didn't have anything bad to say about any of the other candidates. Uh, mm-hmm. I meant that from the bottom of my heart. They've all been good, and I would like to go in and sort of uh, you know help them along, give them my ideas, and work with them to get things done. Uh, there's there's some big things on the table right now, and some of them will be settled before I I, I could get uh, uh, in office, even if I I win. But uh, well, there, there are some things in there that will not be settled that'll still be on the drawing board when i get there i'm gonna park that for a little bit because i want to move on to something else uh because it's going back to our conversation two years ago we were talking about water right and now here we are two years later still dealing with water water is still an issue water makes the world go around in wilkes county but we're still worrying about it right nothing Uh, was solved really as far as i can tell uh nothing was that deal fell through uh on on the water uh the two towns uh i think the best i can remember the two towns fell out on it wilkesboro and north wilkesboro and uh the county was in discussions with them but this was a project that that mainly mainly affected town of north wilkesboro and the town of wilkesboro but uh, now, and, now we've got people in uh, in North Wilkesboro. Uh, yeah, Mayor Hauser is in there. Uh, right. He threw out a plan that it was supposed to cost about five point four million. Even if he gave a variance and said it was six million dollars, it would be six million dollars a day to supply for North. Right. Uh, and they sell a lot of water. The town of North Wilkesboro sells a lot of water, and the town of Wilkesboro sells a lot of water. And they've got revenues coming in off of that. But what I would like to focus on is uh, you, you you mentioned Mark uh, Mayor Mark Hauser. Mm-hmm. Uh, water a uh, water intake is back on the table. And yep, yep. It's for somewhere in the area of Yagan River. Uh, my understanding is after it comes under 421 on that side, on the east side of 421, and uh, uh, several million dollars venture plus uh, land around that and in close proximity that has to be designated as a watershed that's no construction and things like that and some people are opposed to it because of that because it's going to uh, stop land from any future construction in those areas i mean uh, yeah stop old uh, business development Absolutely. Which, and uh, which is part of a contention there because like, well, we need the water to supply whatever we're doing here, but also we're trying to do a little bit of conservation because we do actually have to care about how it affects things in our ecosystem. Uh, correct. And another thing about it, uh, there won't increase water supplies and maybe attract new industry and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, where I, what I feel like on that, uh, you're talking about million dollars. Uh, I, I don't think 5.4 million would even touch and i would say more like 14 million somewhere in that neighborhood and wow. that's a that's a uh that's a figure that i as a lot more than what the uh old jp journal patriot mentioned right. well i now, i could be wrong on that but i i have heard it's a figure of 14 million thrown out at one time and uh, but, so here's the thing about it if you're building a water line or anything else like that to supply potential or your business i think 
the potential business, future business, ever how you want to put it. I think they should bear part of the burden. Uh, let, let's say, let me let me tell you, like if you're looking at putting fifteen million dollar water line, and you're looking at supplying a big time business, mm-hmm. then they should bear part of that burden. You're doing it just for, to attract that business. Does that make it, sense? It does, but also I think um, one of the things your contenders had mentioned that they have a business looks for a place ready to go. Like they want something. Okay, I'm already set to plant down here. Everything's all in line. All I have to do is just build it. Right. And that kind of ties into a vote on uh, the 15th of March, you know, about 13 days ago. Right. Yeah. Uh, for this variant uh, concerning a distribution center on 421. Right. And part of the deal was okay well we have to run a there's the watershed deal and also we had to supply them with water and they're taking a they're supposed to build something like a the exact figure is 3300 337,118 square foot building right. on about 50 acres yeah and i've heard uh, i've heard numbers thrown out there that there's going to be a thousand people employed and uh, if they build the kind of hub that i've heard they're going to it's it's a hub for FedEx. Yeah. Uh, if, if they build a kind of hub that I've heard they're going, then that thousand employee figure probably won't be far off. When you're looking at a at an industry that works 24 hours a day. Yeah, and as more as if it is a FedEx hub, then the more and more we grow as we just shop online, something shipped to us, hubs are going to become more and more and more important, especially, you know, out here in the middle, of, I hate to say it, but nowhere. <laughs> We're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, what? Well, I had a I had a FedEx employee to tell me the other day that it was a FedEx hub, and they're going to serve uh, uh, parts of Tennessee, Western North Carolina, and uh, Virginia. Well, there we go. We have an exclusive. You're saying definitely it's going to be FedEx. This came, this came from a FedEx employee. <laughs> so <laughs> everybody else uh, just said it's a rumor. Yeah, it's <laughs> a uh, uh, well, I I didn't tell you that, but you heard more else. <laughs> It's uh, what's what's being proposed, Fed, and it's, it's being uh, proposed west of Wilkesboro, up 421, a uh, few miles out of town, and on, that's, a, on a 50 acre plot. Is what I'm yeah, 49.9, because they get very specific in some of the details of it, right. but. One of the things about that is we go back to, okay, this is where, okay, we're making some concessions here. Is the juice going to be worth the squeeze? Because I don't know from any of the proposals that they're going to bring anything back to us beyond, okay, we're going to employ a thousand people. Right. And and again, there's a part of that, too, that they don't have to be Wills County right. residents. They That's may right. be from wherever, and maybe they'll eat at the cookout or Chick-fil-A or wherever, and we'll get a little bit of that money, but right. we're not guaranteed anything out of it. Well, we're not, and again, you know, upstart business, not upstart, just established business, but uh, businesses, a lot of times past, have uh, come into place and they in fact, it's not just fed any business where you have to lay out uh, a lot of money. At, but, uh, and, you're, and you're looking, when you spend tax money, taxpayers' money for anything, there should be some kind of return, whether it's proved life or in the uh, proved economy, uh, more more workers getting a job and all. It's a great thing. Uh, I, I'm glad to see it. Uh, if it 
if it all comes to fruition, I am tickled to death because it's more jobs, more choices. That's, but anything that you have to lay out a lot of money for, and I think if it's a massive company, they, they should be a part of the uh, outlay of cash. I, I agree with that. Uh, you know, if we just suddenly say, okay, we're going to spend X amount of money, then right. we need some kind of guarantee of the return on investment that we're going to go through there, which kind of feeds into my next question of what issues do you see the county will encounter because you know we're all hoping here you're elected and then you're like oh okay well we need to do this what are you predicting will happen and what are you going to have to do and how will you vote to help it well it's industry coming in if i was sitting in the place right now looking at all the facts the impact studies you know they'll do impact studies of surrounding properties and all that and those impact studies are good because they tell you up front what's what's going to be the impact of this what's going to be the uh, what's going to be the good things what's going to be the bad things about this and how is it going to impact people around if i was sitting right now just on what information I have so far, I would be forced to vote for it uh, to help it along any way I could because the amount of jobs that apply. When you apply jobs to people, then uh, those people work and those people buy houses and those people pay tax. So uh, it's a win-win. If you had to put out $20 million, $20 million of county money and you could only look at bringing back in $10 million, $10 million in county money, then that, that wouldn't be fair to all the taxpayers to pay the tax. The money we're spending belongs to people of Wilkes County. Good, good. Um, we're, uh, we're stewards of their money, and we have to get. Uh, if I should get elected, we have to. We have to look at everything, balance it out, and weigh it out. See if it profits the people of Wilkes County. Something specifically I'm looking for though is like you're looking ahead because that's the way I think too. Is okay. This is going to come along. There'll maybe be a problem with this. Here's how I'm going to help resolve it so I can get these jobs here, get these people employed. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a wide open, mm-hmm. wide open question because you don't know what problems you're going to encounter. But again, I'll say this: if impact is going to be worse than the uh, than the gain, then I would have to look at it at that time, decide whether I was for that or not. Basically, is what it? I I'm, what I what I'm thinking: if this is a good enough deal to where it improves the lives, the quality of lives, and the economy of Wilkes County, then I'm gonna be all on board with uh, that, or not over that, but that for any other industry that don't have a negative impact on our air quality and other things. This does actually lead into another thing of, okay, we're already squeezed for housing. Like, my home value has skyrocketed. Like, I could sell it right now, make a ton versus what I paid for because just housing is so trying to think of the word here we're in a crunch here it's like there's just not enough housing here in Wilkes County to house all the people and Samaritan's Purse of course I don't want to say exasperated the issue but they brought it to a head of hey we've got all these people here and now we don't have enough houses to meet the demand well, you're exactly right, and it's a nationwide problem. It's not a Wilkes County problem. It is a nationwide, uh, and we fall in line with the rest of the nation. Uh, right now, there's quite a uh, lot of building uh, going on in the county, but... Um, and it's a good problem to have. Do what? It's a good problem to have. It is a good problem to have. Because uh, we need people back here, because we were kind of dripping off on our... Uh, population. Yeah, our population. Like, it was just slowly declining, and now we're at this point of... Okay, we 
got this increase of people nowhere for them to go well or, you look there's a lot of building being done a lot of construction right now in wills county but um, it's apartments and things of, of that nature and uh, we uh we actually have a shortage builders to build residential buildings we have a, a lot of our i have some friends builders and all that and they're just covered up with work you know and if you're going to build a house you might be put on a waiting list a year so it is a good problem to have but if you're trying to buy a house a good market time uh it's a bad problem for those people trying to buy uh, good good problem for people trying to sell because uh, the selling market is really up right now uh it's going on does to that's so how feel normal but it's happened now so how can we uh assist in this endeavor like to get all these houses out well, one way is to work with our uh, see our economic development commission and uh, maybe recruit more builders or, or uh, it, you know it's hard to recruit builder time when they're nationwide shortage builders to build houses uh, and and things like that are are hard to handle and I foresee things being like this for a, a long time to come uh, as far as these shortage and all that uh, it not it not affects houses it's affect cars and pick up everything else now you're having to wait months at a time to get cars and things like that so there's a supply shortage of everything but housing being one of the main ones uh, i would like to advertise out out of this county and out of this state and say hey come to wilts county if you want to, all the work you can do uh, as a builder or anything like that i'm I'm not sure how we, or if we can, even as county commissioners, if we can alleviate that problem. But set it a minute ago, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, a lot if of you got a lot of mobile apartments, they want to buy their. There, I will say, Wilkes County is a huge, huge county. There's plenty of room there for development. It's just how do we do it? That's um, so. I've got some questions from some listeners. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't mark their names on who asked what, but I hope they'll appreciate that I did ask them um, verbatim on this. And now this speedway is going moving forward. Uh, what ways do you see the opening of the track benefiting the community? Um, you know, there's a lot of things going on that's sort of uh, side uh, side enhancing all like like Grant State to uh, run water lines and sewer lines and all down there. There's, uh, you know, you take a Grant State that pays for water and sewer lines in the county is an improvement. Uh, you live in that neighborhood and you're allowed to hook onto those sewer lines and water lines water or in other industries. Uh, I say that's associated with the, the race industry and all that. And you want to build and develop in that area, all that's good. And uh, my understanding is there's a uh, a lot of agreements on the side. I'm, I'm not familiar with all of them, but uh, that bring maybe races or other venues into that racetrack, all that's good. It's a plus for the county. Uh, and there you go. We were talking earlier. Mm-hmm. Controversial subject. It depends on who you ask. Some people will say the racetrack in Wimps County will never be what it once was. Yeah. And uh, I don't believe you're probably not going to see any major NASCAR race per se like we have, but there's a lot of other that draw a lot of fans that could come in in those places. And, uh, Lots of things, you know, that people don't realize could come. Well, like I could see, okay, your local restaurants could have a boom. Or Absolutely. Uh, maybe the local hotels will have hotels, a boom. Hotels, but... Airbnb, all of them. And not just and, for Wilkes County, for surrounding county. And then on the opposite side, though, is, okay, you suddenly have a bunch of people show up. Let's say 10,000 people. There's a bunch of trash that's generated. There's a... 
bunch of water suddenly used and it's all in surges. It's not like your regular everyday doings. It is just suddenly all these people show up for a weekend and then they're gone. Right. And then you're you have this surge of all this stuff happening. And right. how do you deal with it all? Because county services, I don't think I don't I'm saying I don't think. I don't know. <laughs> But how are they able to handle all like that? Let's just go back to garbage. It's like, okay, suddenly somebody's got to clean up all this stuff because there's going to be a ton of litter. And how do you handle just a peak where thousands of people show up and then they're gone? Well, a lot of that responsibility for that trash and all would be on people with venues. Uh, or uh, let's say in part owners of the racetrack, uh, a lot of that expense would be borne by them. It actually it would be good for the uh, trash pickup and things like that. County, they, I'm sure they would make for that. Uh, Which the- falls onto you know, okay, we have one dump in Wilkes County, and suddenly again we see this surge. I understand it is, and uh, that uh, the current dump we have will be good for at least another 20 to 30 years before it's full. So you're looking at a long way down the road for that, and what it, what it would add to that, I don't be that great, uh, that great a bit, uh, big a deal. But uh, it's something you know to consider. Uh, I, I don't think that that as far as that trash problem, that trash problem is not as bad as one we've got where people's littering our roads and our highways. Uh, that is a real trash problem there. So yeah, there's a you know again. I don't want to sound like I'm trying to evade your question or nothing like that. <laughs> but uh, impact studies and all will have to be done and all that to to find out. And and there's a lot of a uh, lot of uh, meetings that have to be held on that to to where people knew what the impacts were going to be before it was ever opened up. Uh, so maybe uh, so maybe like a small commission just to say, okay, this has happened in another county same size and everything let's look at what they did and then we can make a decision on what we need to do to move forward yeah i'm not privy right now to all of my- <laughs> oh <laughs> neither am i i just make a bunch of presumptions based off the information i have and then we just say here's what i think or here's how i guess i would deal with this problem if presented but if there's anything extraneous that shows up oh we'll have to calculate it in today i can tell you this for sure you've got a bunch of good people looking trying to figure it all out and uh if if i'm fortunate enough to get elected uh they'll have to catch me up to speed but uh think if simply if it was not for nothing else but the water is being extended into those areas it's going to be a win for wilt kip so next question this person uh, asked was the black and other family style entertainment businesses have popped up around town that seem to be doing well. Uh, what would you propose to bring in more businesses that offer family fun? And I want to add on to that is that was always a source of contention that there was just never anything to do in the county. You know, our bowling alley has gone and. Know, what people did occupy their time there they don't have that anymore. well They're- you're looking at uh, you're looking at private investment when you're talking about that uh, you're looking at companies coming in and making that and i will go back to the uh, economic development commission or the edc uh, which county has set up 
to help. Uh, they're, they're our expert about drawing business in Wilkes County and seeking out and recruiting new business and all that. So uh, I would say give them the resource, give them the support that they need, encourage them to go out and seek other businesses. And they have been doing that. It, uh, it's not, you know, some snap your fingers and say, Cracker Barrel, come build a restaurant here or uh, take the Roadhouse, come build a restaurant. They do their impact studies too and they... Uh, they have their standards and we've got to have so many people living in this county um, and what can we draw from other counties and all that so to encourage those people to and, and i totally understand that part too is yeah. like when i was a manager for dollar tree the store that was built on 18 beside uh what was to just save now the iga they looked at it and they said, okay, here's our population. Here's how much money we figure we'll make out of the building. Here's how much we're going to invest into it. There's like a ton of calculation into it. But also, I would think we have to lure them in. And I know you're kind of, def I'm not saying deferring, but you are saying, okay, we have to let our EDC do their thing to get these businesses. Right. And then when the EDC has prospects and all that, then they bring it back to county commissioners or the county planners and uh, let them do their thing and look at it. Then from that point, we can see what we can offer to lure them in, uh, whether it be by tax incentives or anything else. And again, you're getting into an area there where uh, it's sort of like trading cars. You have to make sure that the people of the county is going to get a return on their tax dollars, whether it be more jobs or more housing, whatever. If you're in best county tax dollars, you got to make sure the taxpayers get a return on their money. That doesn't always have to be a monetary return, but it needs to be a return on your investment. I do like how you kind of stay in this lane of, I need all the information before I make a decision. Absolutely. So you're not just going, well, I'll just do this. Yeah. You're just saying, okay, well, if I have all the facts, then I'll say what I'm going to do. Right. Well, you know, if I promised that I was going to do something and I didn't have my duck row and I didn't know what I was talking about, then I'd be promises that I couldn't keep. Kind of like if I said, hey, Bill, you come mow my yard. <laughs> and then you find out. I have a three-acre yard. Yeah. The is going to be working on that day. <laughs> you told me, oh, sure, 40 bucks. And oh, nope. Can I send my wife a yard? <laughs> sure, I'll offer a glass of tea and everything. All right. You're a gentleman. You're a southern gentleman. So the next question on here is, uh, of course, related to jobs, because that's our main focus uh, as citizens, uh, Wilkes County has missed a few businesses moving in, and this does kind of tie into the previous conversation. What would one thing the Board of Commissioners could do to get over that last hurdle and seal the deal for a business to get jobs in here? Okay, you broke up just a little bit. Can you tell me what you said again? Okay, I'll read it verbatim. Uh, Wilkes County has just missed a few businesses moving in. What would be the one thing Board of Commissioners could do to get over that last hurdle and seal the deal for a business to bring jobs here? Well, you know, bring businesses here. They're going. Businesses are looking at you. They're going to see what you got that they need. Uh, you've got to, if you've got the resource or the things that they need to relocate here. What the, what the expense of that is going to be? Uh, some of the things our commission could do, I guess, the future is look at what are we willing to lay out track that business. And you know, when you do that, you're in competition with other other towns and uh, other townships and all that. They're trying just hard you are to attract. 
And it all depends on what you're willing to give up or what you're willing to commit to. Uh, and unfortunately, places like Mecklenburg and uh, uh, counties like that and Guilford and all that, they've got a lot more of the, the resource and the labor force and things of that nature than we've got to, uh, got to offer. So we've got to find a different direction to, get with, uh, to attract. So, so what kind of things would you propose like hey i tell you what you move your business over here you get free lunch for a year at you know x restaurant well i the mean big, the big one would be tax break uh, of course that's always been the big but these other business these business come in that employ large numbers of people they're looking for road improvements they're looking for airport close by that can handle so pr- improvements to the airport that could uh, handle bigger planes coming in and all that that would that would certainly and, be a big one. and uh, the airport is always one of those things people kind of get edgy on too it's like okay why are we dumping money into this right well, you're you're right, but it's a necessary it's a necessary thing. Uh, let me uh, let me use uh, Samaritan's Purse for one example. Okay. Samaritan's Purse has a bigger plane than would land out at Wilson County Airport. It's based out of Greensboro because they have a bigger airport, and I'm sure they have to truck truck stuff down the road here to Greensboro to get on that plane. A uh, little extension of our runways and things like that. And uh, kudos to the county commissioners in there now. They've been making improvements to our airport. And yeah, they have a constant stream of budget allotments for the airport and well they realize how important now to me as an individual i say okay well what happens if they have to land over in greensboro or charlotte whichever how does this benefit us well trucking depends on good roads and uh they depend on interstate and things like that depend on airports and they depend on rail system um, i'll just give you an example i retired from ps they built a hub in greensboro and that hub's got access to the airport it's got access to rail they do a lot of have a lot of uh, cars coming in on rail from out west a lot of stuff it's not time since yet by rail see they've got access to this stuff and they've got access to good roads and all down there to where they don't have to travel travel as far and pay drivers a lot of money to transport. So good roads, good water, good airport, any other things that I'm not thinking about that are attractive to businesses, they're essential to attract those businesses, to lure them in here. Uh, another mm-hmm. thought on that, you've got people coming in with him that they want something to do. They want some nightlife or they want restaurants to eat at. Uh, they want good schools. They want uh, uh, facilities to educate their children. And uh, and a lot of things, you know, you mentioned the bowling alley a minute ago. I'd be all for that to get somebody to come in and make that private investment now the county commission can't do those things because those are things that take private invest private dollar but you can offer incentive like i said earlier with water lines and things like that to lure but you can't you can't just build a building say okay the county's going to own these so are you saying maybe something like it's an exponential growth okay we invested in it and then it grows bigger like okay I'm just putting stuff together in my head. You tell me where I'm wrong. Right. But let's say for FedEx, okay, now we have a airport that's able to land this size of plane. Now they can start putting more planes into this area, and that goes to their depot. And so more of their overnight shipping 
can land in Wilkes. Correct. Uh, you know that that's just I'm me not, just kind of sure extrapolating on data. I'm not sure about this FedEx hub, but this this FedEx hub may be ground. FedEx breaks their stuff up. They break it into overnight. They break it into ground, and they break it into home delivery. So I'm not sure what this hub would be if it would deal with air or not. But if it did deal with air and they were able to land some plane here, I'm sure that'd be great. Uh, well, I don't. I don't have all the figures of fact that. Me either. I was just saying, well, that if that's the direction we're going into the future, that's not a terrible idea because when you grow a hub, then, and you say, okay, well, I have an airport you can put stuff down to and we can get more packages and we're, you know, right slap in the middle of the East Coast. That's not a terrible idea. We used to have a, uh, and the reason I know this is because I work for them, and I that was part of my run. But we used to have a UPS plane that landed at Wilt Airport mm-hmm. every every morning. They brought our air freight in, and uh, it didn't work out well for them. It lasted for a while, but it wasn't one of the big huge planes. It was a private plane, and they also landed one at the Lenore Airport, Hickory Airport, and all that. And they were they were they were giving this business out to a small private contract to bring it but in the future here with a hub like that yeah you're right depending on depending on what kind of hub it is uh, the uh, the airport could really look attractive to uh i just don't want to fall into that uh problem that lenore had uh you know when google first said hey we're going to put a data center here and we're going to employ millions of people <laughs> right. and then it's like Okay, well, we have about five janitors working here to make sure the place is clean, and that's about it. Well, I will tell you this. At the time right now, if we did not attract, and this is just basic knowledge, if we didn't attract people from other counties in here to do some jobs right now, we wouldn't have enough people working. Restaurants now are just, they're just uh, distraught over not being able to get enough work in and all that. So you're talking about uh, putting an industry in here that draws a thousand, thousand workers in. Uh, they're really going to have to pay some good wages and they're going to have to attract some people from other counties to accomplish that. Uh, and that's another resource you have to look at. It's available workforce. Your availability train that workforce. We have a good college, Wilkes Community College, to train workforces. And my knowledge, the college has always worked special areas to train people for the business around here. So uh, I, I think we fall into a chicken and egg situation sometimes. So it's like, well, okay, we want to provide this service, but we don't have the people and we don't have the people because we can't provide the service. Right. You, that's a good analogy there, the chicken and the egg. Uh, we've got to make sure that we've got people available and the ability to train people for specialized jobs. And I think as the need has come up, Wilkes County has stepped up to that challenge so far. Uh, we've got a very good education system in Wilkes Community College. and uh, they're Well, the community college, years. yes, but I, I'm hoping, <laughs> and I mean this facetiously, that some of our younger generation does learn from our elementary and high school more. Because yeah. that has been a point where I have talked to my kids uh, like I have a daughter who went through the early college program, smart right. girl, but certain stuff just oblivious to it. Oh yeah, well, we we discussed that in church this morning. Uh, uh, our youth pastor, it was his day, and he was talking about uh, some of the things they learned in school today are not the thing we learned while we were. They go in direction, and if I get too far over there, I'll be getting on the board of education. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and that's outside the scope. I don't want to steal her. 
I don't want to steal their thunder, <laughs> and I certainly don't want their problem. <laughs> no, no, uh, that is just an entire uh, field I do not feel like going into. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So how about we go to the next question? Um, so uh, another person had asked, uh, had you been in office for the last term, on which issues would you have voted differently than the others? Well, I don't know that there's any in there that I would have voted differently on. Uh, I, nothing comes to mind, and I'm not uh, not trying to beat a dead horse here, but I, I think county commissioners that's in there now, even though I was running against two or three of them, I think they've done a really job. Uh, they've been effective, and they've uh, they've set over issues, you know, that could have been controversial, and they've, they've um, worked their way through those. Yeah, there were some oddball things that even I saw was like, well, I can kind of see why they think that. Like, uh, one of the commissioners uh, had an issue about the public shower. Right. Uh, and it's like, I kind of understand that because that is something that could be weird that you have an open shower to the public. And their issue was different than mine. Right. Because to me, it was like, okay, well... It seems more like, okay, well, we're offering an open free shower to the public in a public area. All that's just bizarre to me to begin with to devote county funds to. Yeah, they, I think showers you're talking about are at the soccer fields and places like that. Yes, yes. And, and I could see some real problems with that. I could see the benefit of them, but I could see some real problems with that too. And my question would be, have we got a plan in place to uh, police those and make sure that uh, yep. uh, with to keep a to keep potential child predators out of those and uh, you know things like that or not only child predators, sex predators. Period. There's that, and I again I see their point of okay, yeah, that is an issue, and I I don't know how to tread as lightly as I can on this because we do have a homeless issue, and Absolutely. does that become an attraction of, hey, go hang out over here to take a shower? And again, I do not want to denigrate them in any way, those people experiencing homeless, and I wish the best for them, but I don't know how to dance around this as well as I can to say... Maybe that's not a great idea. Well, here's my concern, too. Another one that goes, I've, I've, I've given possible issues that could be had with that. And again, I've not been privy to all the facts. that. I would like to sit down and hear all the facts laid out like they was to the rest of the But another problem is, I hide, who's going who's gonna to keep up? Who's going to keep the showers clean and disinfected and proper hide, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, public totally. showers, public showers and truck stops and things like that. They, and I know for a fact they're the best place in the world uh, pick up a fungus or pick up something else you know that's going to give you problems so they have to have strict hides now the town the most of the homeless problems are with the towns because that's where the homeless want to go you know i tell you what it'll be interesting to see how they deal with them uh, but you know there is a issue with uh people being homeless in the county and there was issues with the uh homeless shelter uh how do you feel about that how would you work towards benefiting these people to get them back into a happy life well 
there's a lot of them you'll never be able to reach because a lot of them absolutely like the lifestyle they're living. They want to be, they don't want to be housing. And I don't want to sound insensitive. Everybody, somebody might come along and say, well, he's just an insensitive guy. I'm not. I'm stating the fact. A lot of them you're never going to reach because they've chosen that lifestyle. And even if they provide a place for them to go, they're not going to go. Now, there is some people out there that is uh, homeless by circumstance that uh, uh, through no fault of their own, they wound up out there and those people genuinely help. And there is an issue, too, of uh, mental illness, uh, drug addiction, alcohol addiction. But there's a lot of things, you know, that just a normal person that doesn't give it much thought, they don't think about. There's all kinds of logistical problems. Put a mixture of those people in a house and try to put them in a shelter together. Uh, you have a lot of dysfunction, a lot of uh, things of that nature. Uh, oh, yes, I understand completely because I knew That's a girl right. who so, used to volunteer yeah. and she said sometimes Sometimes it got very scary because there could be heightened emotions in those uh, facilities. Especially when you're dealing with people with mental illness and things like that. And unfortunately, a lot of those people do have illness. And one reason they're homeless is families could not deal with them. And so uh, you've got a lot of logistical problems there. And uh, like I said, you know, let me give you an example. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to be the question at this point. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. Do you think that Wilkes County needs a county dump, a place where they can take their, their garbage and get rid of it and dump it? Do you think personally we need to dump it? Well, I would assume that there needs to be some place to put the garbage at because it has to go somewhere don't think i'm don't think i'm relating the home garbage i'm not <laughs> okay I, I, i'm not but i'm going somewhere with but you would agree that we need a county dump right yes okay do i you, i'm following you now i know where you're going go ahead do you would you like to have that dump in your backyard i i knew where you go yeah we need a dump <laughs> But nobody wants their backyard, right? I I follow. And that's the way a lot of people look at the homeless situation. They think, well, we really need somewhere to shelter the homeless and all that, but we don't want it near us. And that's where a lot of the uh, the pushback comes. Uh, people don't want them near their businesses and near their homes and all that because they have had some problems with in the past. But like I said... I, I, I totally understand right what now, you're saying there. Okay, it needs to go somewhere. It needs something. It, something needs okay. to be done about it but it takes a, a lot of thought and a lot of uh, planning and a lot of uh, things like that to accomplish that and make it work and I'm, I'm going to tell you and I want to clarify too it means the situation not it as a group of people <laughs> because, right. but I do understand what you're saying is okay they need a place to live and be happy and also there is counselors or people just to watch them make sure that nothing happens yeah some of them need medical attention some of them need counseling some of them need that drug addiction uh, intervention uh, they need a lot of those things it's not just simple as we're going to build a house and we're going to put them in because they don't always get along there's that and the other part of it is okay they've had an evening here they've had a good rest and everything they're good clean and safe right what and do they do for the rest of the day yes absolutely that, and that's you know, the other uh, is i don't want to talk over you but uh, a lot of the problem that they had the other shelters and uh was they after a certain time of the day they had to be out there a certain time of the morning and they were sort of shoved out and then you're allowed to come back in here at a certain time of night and you're allowed to sleep night and yep what you just asked me about what do they do the rest of the day yeah what? they they have to go somewhere they have to do something they're not just going to sit on the sidewalk and they're 
let them sit in the shelter. Uh, and, uh, you know, some a sort of a solution is that the church that have dealt with and tried to help them so far, uh, they've been successful in that. And uh, I think that's the direction still should go in is uh, a number of the churches working with them. And as far as the county commissioners, as far as uh, their input, they could provide resources for the church uh, when requested to do so uh, in a way that, you know, would be sort of some sort of a solution. But right now, uh, at this time, it's uh, we have a few homeless scattered out through the county, but the most of those are in the towns, Wilkesboro and North Wilkesboro area. And uh, I, I've met a few of them, uh, especially. I don't want to seem hurtful in any way, but when they receive their benefits, that's when you kind of see them come out a little bit more. Correct. And it's like, okay, I've got some money. I can go get some food. They're using that resource given to them. It's like, okay, I need to get a good meal in my belly. I need to do all this. And that's where we also reach into surges as well, because you see that in the retail business. Right. Well, here's the, you know, you opened up a touchy subject. It really is the homeless. It is. Problem. It is a touchy subject because nobody will say anything that might sound negative or incensed because nobody's really insensitive. But when you want to talk about the subject, you need to talk about the whole subject. And here's another problem. Those people, they sort of migrate town because they don't have vehicles to drive and all that. Uh, maybe a bicycle or, or something like that. And they need to be close to a place where they can get food and uh, uh the other things they need or where they're around shelter or whatever yeah yeah. and a lot of those people uh, for lack of a better word they panhandle they ask for money from people and all that and so they're going to be in places where it's populated so they can make that happen and like i said uh access food and and things necessary to them so it's going to continue to be a problem that plagues city or so county so uh, there might be ways that we could be of assistance to the cities to help them with it or like i said if churches you know and, and other organizations want to get involved and want help with that then it might be possible that the county could assist with that so big <laughs> big big problem it's not a small problem big problem it, it is a big problem that has so many things going involved right every time i've tried to think of how you help with it you're just putting a gear in a you know watch you know it's just one little piece of the entire machine and you can't resolve the whole issue right and i've mentioned some of the problems too you know it's it's not just a question of building a place for them to shelter it's there's all kinds of other logistical problems like uh, you're putting a bunch of people in there that may try to tear each other apart and all that because of so so many issues they have and i totally understand it it's kind of like a cancer patient comes in but they also have a uh, bruise on their knee so you fix that one problem but you haven't fixed the whole problem uh, so (laughs) we're going to go backward there's never a night and i will say this there's never ever a night when those temperatures goes down to uh, let's say 10 12 15 degrees that i don't think about those people when i'm laying in my warm bed i think about people laying out tent and they have a lot of cover in those tents if you've ever if you ever been into one of those homeless areas uh, there's two, two i i've been camping let's say i've done that and you know it gets below 50 degrees and it's like 
Who boy? What y'all was back at the house? I two, can't two, imagine. Three encampments in Wilkes County, uh, several encampments, and actually when I work uh, full time for EMS, we've actually had to go in there and get patients out of those tents sometimes. And you look in that tent, he's like, "Where do these people have room to lay down at? Because they've got so many black quilts and everything else in them to try to stay warm in those things. And I can't lay down on a mat like that without thinking about them people. Like, you know, I'm so thankful for my good warm bed and my roof over that, everything uh, if not for the grace of God I could be living like that so it's, yeah. it's not a it's not a question of sensitivity towards people's needs and all that it's a question of facing up facts. it's it's one of those things you don't have an exact answer for it unless you have a 40-step plan of this 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 yeah and if you have a complete answer for that question uh, you are a smart person. I mean, I could probably come up with one in a couple of hours, but uh, <laughs> probably cost, you know, a couple of million dollars. And okay. just, just give me a billion dollars. I'll figure it out for you. Okay. A solved. All right. <laughs> so I want to go finish out the person's question who had asked it before uh, when they'd asked about the stuff you, uh, they want to know what you voted about differently. Uh Two years ago, what policies would you oppose? Well, two years ago, and a lot of the world has changed. And some, a little bit, you get to play, uh, you know, Monday uh, armchair quarterback. And it's like, you know what? I would have done this. Well, I'm telling you, some of the things that I really, really wanted to accomplish, some of those things they have already accomplished. They've put, they've started moving the EMS base out in DI. We've got one behind the yeah. operating base behind East Wilkes Middle School now to cover to cover that end of the county, and we've got one out here in Mountainside the Fire Department. And that is one of the and weird like, points of contention. What? I said that is one of the weird parts of contention from some people. It's like, why are we spending money on this? It's like, do you understand how big this county is? Yes. It and is. Covered county. And uh, working at EMS brought me to that realization. If uh, you're having a heart attack or you're having any other kind of uh, medical problem, we have got some of the best paramedics in the whole state. And uh, some of the things we do in all, uh, Wilkes County is sort of a model for other counties as far as the treats and all that. But if you have to drive from town to Mountain View, even running 1018 on the roads we got it's some places out here in this area they're uh 20 to 25 minutes to get from town out so the goal when they put those uh, ems bases out uh we had all gam clustered in a cluster there at north Wilkesboro to go out into the far far reach county and all that it was a it was a uh, arrival times 15 20 25 minutes the goal will be able to get ems help your door in 10 minutes yeah, and part of that is, let's say you lived out in uh, Whipperwheel or Boomer or whatever. It's like, yeah, if you were traveling from the hospital to that area, okay, yeah, we've got you now. We decide you need to go to the hospital. That same amount of travel needs to go back to the it's hospital. Back, that's correct. And, uh, it's a round trip time. A lot of people don't realize that. But unless you've needed an ambulance, what they call 1018 or emergency traffic, you don't realize what the wait time. And I can tell you, 47 years of first responder, I have ran some calls on some people that was critical. And I was standing there trying to do the best I could to patient alive. 
but one of my ears was open uh, for the siren coming from the ambulance to know how quick they could get there. And I've actually had in my lifetime, I've had people to die talking to me. And when I could hear the, I could hear the ambulance, the best getting out here. And that's not been one or two times. That's been multiple times. So we can bring, we can bring the best care you get in North Carolina. We'll bring it to your door. But unless we're out in the county, we can't get it to you in 10 uh, Now, this falls into another point, a personal point of contention, okay. is uh, the sheriff's department. Right. Uh, to me, they're always understaffed because right. you have so much going on in such a huge county. Right. And there's, I think, I spoke to one deputy years ago. Uh, figures might have changed. He was saying, like, yeah, we might have eight people for a shift for the entire county. And you think about how huge the county is. Correct. How much area they're covering. It's like, how long is it until you get into Elgin? How far is it until you drive down 421 and see that sign that you're leaving Wilkes County? Yeah. It's huge. And this might be outside of the scope, but... How can we police the county better? Well, you know, that's a question that plagued them for a long time and a question to ask herself, how can we cover the county better? Wilkes County is a large graphical area. Mm-hmm. Not much in population, but in land, man, it is one of the large counties in the state. And, um, you know, to say that we can just put enough people on take care of is hard to do. You're looking you're looking at each, each individual. Uh, let's say you pay a, uh, let's say you pay a deputy $40,000 and I don't know what they're starting deputies at now or what they're paying uh, based on their years of service and all that. But if you pay a deputy $40,000. So I'm just going to claim some ignorance right here. Right. How is their uh, budget determined? Is that coming from commissioners saying, okay, you get this much money for the year or? Well, that's basically what it boils down to. Uh, All the department heads, such as sheriff and and the EMS director and uh, the other department, uh, they submit a budget proposal every year and the county commissioners look at it and they look at their proposals what they're proposing to buy what increased expenditures and all that are and then they decide what they're going to allot them year in their budget so they turn in a proposal and in a lot of times their proposals like anything else they'll ask for more than they really expect to get but they hope to get enough cover the need. but back to what i was saying about that if you put on a forty thousand dollar employee be it ems be it law enforcement be it whatever and they're a county employee and everyone you add on at $40,000, you can add somewhere in the neighborhood of $20,000 a minute too. So you're looking at $60,000 each time you add an employee. Uh, 10 employees, $600,000 a year. Uh, so you can see how quick starts building up mm-hmm. what, what it is. Uh, to cover this county as big as it is, it's not something that you can cure overnight, but you can start down a road to where you uh, uh, begin to cover those. Uh, now, the next place they're looking at out in the county build a uh, EMS base out towards Boomer. Well, uh, to cover that base, would have you would have to have eight to twelve employees because they work uh, twelve of our shifts, uh, seven days a week, uh, three hundred sixty-five days a year. 
year. There is no shutdown of EMS. So, so you're looking at just just the cost not only of the building and vehicle cover that you're looking at easily eight to twelve employees. So go figure that at about sixty sixty five thousand dollars or more covering with the forms and everything else. Six sixty five thousand dollars an employee per minimum. It, it runs into a big expense. And if uh, cover everything the size of the county, it's not an overnight solution. It's a years in the making solution. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm going to go back again and say, and I'm not tooting the horn, but the county commission's in there now, and the uh, ones that's leaving that didn't choose to run for office, they've been going in the right direction, doing a good job of it. We just need to tenure that and even prove it even more. Uh, uh, not easy. Brian. Oh, no. You brought up some hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, told you it's going to be hard on you. Because yeah, last time I was a little bit throwing, uh, I think, A, I've grown and B, we've built a uh, repertoire between us that we can uh, ask each other harder stuff. And uh, so the final one, and this is a fun one, say something that you can say offer to the Democrats in the county that will get them back on your side. Because, you know, they see you Republican, oh, you're a bad guy. Well, working to meet their needs, facilitate. Well, first off, uh, don't want nobody to misunderstand me. I am devoted Republican service public. And it is because of my uh, the way I look at things, my ethics, my morals, and everything else. And not because I've always been a Republican, but it's because the Republicans best represent my idea of things. But let me say that too, the Republican Wilkes County are still, even though, I mean, the Democrats in Wilkes County, they're still taxpaying citizens, and they deserve everything that the rest of ours get. Just because their ideology doesn't mean they're not entitled to everything else that every citizen in Wilkes County. And uh, a lot of things from the county commission, a lot of things that they have to deal with, they're not per se Democrat, Republican issues, but they're more issues that um, that have an effect on all of them. Uh, any, any one specific thing that I could do to benefit the Democrats would be to say that, to say that they're right or stood up for as much anybody else. They're taxpayers instead of the pay tax. And the taxpayers, people of the county, money what we're charged with being stewards of. Uh, yeah, I and I don't know if that's the aim to look or not. Uh, I think it's pretty good as far as a, you know, here's, you don't have to separate me from you yeah. because in the end, what would they do different? And that's always the question that sits in the back of my head. It's like, oh, he's a Republican. Okay, yeah. what if issues are you having? Because if I'm going to attend the Democrat rally thing, nah, no, <laughs> that's not going to happen. But, but you as a commissioner, right. you're just, a, as you said, a steward of the uh, taxpayer money, and right. you're just trying to decide how do we spend it correctly and put it towards the projects that are going to benefit the community. Well, you asked me a question earlier talking this. We haven't discussed this while you've been recording it, but uh, mm -hmm. you were talking about surplus. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Because I talked about two years ago, for anybody listening, uh, when uh, Keith Elmore had spoke at the uh, meet and greet, he said there was a surplus of money, and we still had this hanging amount of money that we owed for the Jake. Right. Just for the listeners to catch up on what we were talking about. Right. Go ahead. Well, surplus of money are a lot of things. You've got surplus. You're taking in a whole lot more money you need. But that's mm -hmm. not necessarily always true. While we are not a bank and we don't judge us by surplus, but surpluses are necessary because you have times of uh, 
low tax collects when uh, the economy's in a downturn or something like that. You can, fall back on, you can fall back on their surplus pad to keep from raising tax. Please. And about yeah. everybody I know, of, as far as county-wise, state-wise, right. whatever, has this rainy day fund. Yeah, they do. Like, if and stuff happens. Actually, the state, requires you, the state requires you to have a rainy day. And uh, I'm not sure just exactly what the figures are on that, but you've got to have so much uh, of percentage of your uh, uh, tax base uh, to file back. And that's a requirement. And uh, the last time I knew, we were, we were well ahead of that. But surpluses also help from raising tax in times of uh, economic downturn and things like that. So if you have a surplus, you have something to file back. Now, Again, too big a surplus, you need the thing, is not a sign of success. A successful board uh, is doing the things county needs, more so than look at building a big surplus. A, um, how do I say it? A successful board is one that's able to remain inside of a budget, still do the things county that they need. Does that, does that make sense to you? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, facilitating, okay, that we take in this tax money and... Right. We have this surplus because we're providing a need, but also we're not going way over budget, blowing it all out. That's exactly right. If you've got to, you you run your budget home, and when you've paid the bills, then you've took care of everything. If you've got two hundred dollars left over, we don't run out every spent month. Spend that two hundred dollars because two hundred extra dollars there. Uh, we'll try to you know keep a little bit ahead, a little bit in the fund, and, that, and that's the way people run their own budget. Um, Unlike the thesis of, I was going to say, it's the opposite of when people get their tax returns, it's like, holy crap, I've got a couple of extra grand now, got to blow it. Well, this this money is burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> That's exactly what the federal government wants you to do. They want you to go out and spend that money and uh, bolster the economy. Uh, All the while, but, they uh, accrued some interest on it while they hit me. Right. But, in, again, back to your private finance and all that, unless you're a person that loves living paycheck to paycheck, you're going to put a little bit of that back all the time. And that's what I look at, yeah, surplus uh, in the county funds and all that. I look at them sort of as a county uh, savings fund, and then when there comes a time for to, to have to spend some of that to do this, that, or that, they've got the money without having borrowed. And that's yeah. an important thing, too, is, or actually it ties into the other thing, too, is uh, my thing with Keith was, or Commissioner Elmore, I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's like, hey, we just borrowed all this money and uh, pay for this jail. Yeah. And we have this surplus. And that was our conversation was, okay, why do we have this surplus and we're borrowing money? Yeah. Well, that's uh, that smart in a lot of cases. Uh, if you have a big surplus and you're drawing good interest rate on it, borrow yep. money at a cheaper interest rate than what you're drawing on your money, then it makes more sense to borrow the money. And yep. Pay- back over an amount of time yep. as, opposed, as opposed to spending your money that you're drawing interest on. It's, it's kind of like you have a 401k, but you're also buying a house and spending money on the house, I guess, in a way. Yeah. yeah anyway, it's the same thing. Uh, you're, this using, is, you're using the bank's money instead of your own to make money. Because hopefully, if you, it depends on the times, money in your 401k will actually grow more than your mortgage. Uh, correct. That's the concept. Uh, that's the plan. That's what you hope for. But again, we're talking about figures much more than you or I will ever see in our bank account. And there, there's another thing you've got to remember, too. When the county when the county commissioners or any other body, the town commissioner, 
are, are spending money and borrowing money. They've always got experts telling them exactly what they need to do to accomplish the goal that they want. It's not, uh, we're going we're gonna to shoot from the hip here and we're going to do this. Most of the time, they have a lot of input, and especially on the big issue, that they've heard all the pros and cons, and they've weighed it out, and they make a decision based on that. All right, so Bill, I want you to give us all your lasting thoughts and comments, anything that you thought about that I didn't get down to. Let's hear it because well, you are covered, friend. We've covered a lot of issues. But, <laughs> you know, after this air, you get input back. I'd like to question. If you have more questions, uh, uh, I'd be willing to talk with you again. We've got an election coming up on the 17th of May. And it's coming up in the 17th of May because, uh, you know, we had all the redist stuff. And uh, the governor didn't like our this the way they had them marked. They voted them down. It went to Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court is three, four Democrats. Democrats, three Republicans, maybe. I'm, I'm not going to tell many on it. But it was more Democrat than it was Republican. So we had to go through all this redistricting thing, set the election back from early March to uh, the middle of May. And sure. one problem I want to tell you about, while it's on my mind, mm-hmm. at Wells County, this is primary, okay? And the uh, voter turnout for the primary in March 2020 was about uh, uh, 38%. 38% of the registered voters. Uh, unless the rolls changed, there was something like 48,000 voters again. Somewhere in that area, that's not an exact year, but that's a guess. And of those 40,000, 8,000 Democrats, so the Republicans highly outnumber the Democrats. But I would like all all the voters, all the registered voters turnout. I'd like to see a uh, prob- a pap dream, but I'd like 7% voter turnout for the primary. The primaries this time are very important because there is no Democrats running. Whoever whoever wins, that's for county commission. Whoever wins the primary basically wins the race. And that was kind of surprising to me that the previous two contenders didn't jump back in because well, it always goes back to, okay, I tried something. I'm going to try it again, but do something different. Right. Well, you know, it's, uh, and people I'm sure that would consider running know what the uh, percentage of Democrats as opposed to Republicans are. And just because of their sheer number, uh, any Democrats got enough hill climb in Wilkes County. It, it is they, a uh, It is, it's, it's a tough one. And not to say we've had, obviously we've had several Democrats to be elected county commission, but exceptional people that had to pull a lot of votes over. Uh, the Democrats had to pull a lot of Republican votes to get elected. Which I thought was an interesting question for me is when I asked about how you can make a Democrats see your side because right. that is a base in Wilkes County and you also need to reach out to them and say, hey, I'm also reaching your needs and fulfilling them. Right. Well, in the primaries, as you know, with the exception of the school board, uh, the school board is nonpartisan, but the primaries for commission is partisan. And if you're a registered Republican, you vote with your party and you vote on the choice in your party. If you're a Democrat, you vote with your party and you vote on the choice. Democrats really have a hard, uh, hard, and they have an uphill climb. Uh, they have not only got to get through their primary, they've got to get through a general election. And uh, to get through a general election, they have to pull a lot of Republican votes. Wilkes County takes takes an, accept, an exceptional person. And that's kind of where I was leaning back to the other thing is, okay, yeah, you can always get the Republican base, but how do you pull those people in as part of your strategy? Right. 
is like, how do I reach this? Let's say it's 10%. Yeah. Like, they're going to feel underserved. How do you say, hey, I'm still on your side. I'm still trying to meet your needs. Well, again, most uh, most of the things that come before the county commissioners are not partisan. They're uh, a way of representing Aldable and Wilkes County. Uh, and they're not, I, I, don't, I know of very things that come before them that's based on partisan. So uh, we're lucky there. And again, uh, luckily this time for a Republican, any Republican that wins the primary has basically won the race. You know, they'll still have an elected member and all that, but uh, if there's nobody running you, uh, two Republicans, there's two seats open. Two Republicans out of the nine that's running will be chosen for those two seats, and they have no Democratic opponents. So uh, that's a good thing. Uh, we don't, we, we won't be counting on the Democrat vote to get elected because uh, we'll be elected anyway. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the. Uh, uh, what the um, I guess uh, rule to that would be I don't, <laughs> on, on Friday or anything like that. But I vote for Mickey way. Mouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. and, and there's a rule. To, uh, there's a rule that uh, govern that too. Um, but again, right. again, back to back to the Democrat. If I get elected commissioner, I'm not report. I'm not. I'm not uh, represent Republican against Democrats. I'm representing all the people in the county. I love that. I, I, that's going to be clipped forward a little bit. Uh, so, last question. Okay. Any last thoughts, words that you want to share with the audience about why you should be elected? Well. You know, it's something I've always wanted to do. But as a young father growing up and all that with children, a job, job required a lot of time and all that. I didn't have the time to do it. Now, I'm retired. Uh, I work a couple of days part-time at EMS sometimes, uh, and I work at other jobs part-time. But uh, basically, I don't have to get up and go to a job every day. I choose when I want to work and when I don't want to work so and i'm aware that it takes me on committees and stuff like that sometimes it, <laughs> it takes a lot of time and i have that time and i have that desire right now i still have the help to do that that's what i want to do uh i want to represent all the people that uh, i have no hidden desires no uh, no self self desires for myself or anything like that. I just have a desire to represent the people who else can. My whole life's been about serving. I've been a fireman first responder 47 years, and I've taught classes and all that. And uh, I've had people ask me when I retired, you know, when I teach at night for the college and all that. Uh, they say, why do you do this? Are you broke? You need the money? And I said, no, it's not about the money. It doesn't have anything to do with the money. Uh, it has a desire to, I have a desire to do this, to help. One of the best feelings I've ever had is when I see people that I saw uh, starting to out, maybe a medical responder, and I, I taught them their EMT, and then I helped take them on into the paramedic uh, as far as I could before another instructor picked them up and took them the rest of the way. But when you see those people out working every day and out, out in here, and I'll let, and to know that you help get there, that's one of the best feelings in the world. It really is. And not only that, but some of the things when you go to people's houses and they're having a medical problem or something like that, it's something you're able to really do something about. Uh, if it's something as simple as putting oxygen on a person having to breathe, things like that, they stick in mind. That's a good thing to say. That's, you know, that's something I've done that I'm proud of and I was able to help somebody. Uh, that is why I'm ready. Always uh, a big helper. And of course, you help me. <laughs> well, send me some royals in. <laughs> well, I mean, personally, uh, when you showed up for that wreck at my house, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah. You, you know, well, I'm going to save this for a little bit later because we'll wrap it up and then I'll stop the recording part. But uh, thank you, Bill. 
you've been a wonderful, wonderful guest here. I appreciate you. Uh, you don't appreciate me more than I do. I appreciate you. I'll forget my message out. Oh, uh, you're a wonderful. You've got to do it with. I, I'm just happy to speak with you. All right. So everyone listening, I hope you have a great evening. Thank you.